The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? Kel Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, guys. Um, as we take this great American road trip to Omaha, Nebraska, I have a captive with me. His name oh, is God. David Hellman. <laughs> I just I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start charging. I, I need an appearance fee. I feel like I've done this podcast. Your appearance listen, fee is to watch the dog for nothing. That's fair. Yeah, listen, LA. We don't want to hear it. We are we are grandfather. We'll give you kombucha. Okay, you're right. I would I would never charge y'all. But this is like the twelfth time I've done your podcast. Twelfth? I think it's more than that. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Between you and John Mashoda, you're frequent flyers on GDB. Yeah, because yeah, we, we don't have anything better going on, and we answer your texts at 10 o'clock on Thursday night. You're a wonderful. We love that for you, for you and for us. You um, got to wait for Dave to send a TikTok first, and then you know he's like, oh, he's on his phone. He's on his phone. Now, win for the kill. Well, I um, was just thinking about a couple of things as back as as Dave complained of back pain and mainly <laughs> that um, we're old and that it's been a long time since we've been friends. And the thing that brought us together was the one and only Rowan Kavner and the Dallas Cowboys. So um, I just really felt like it was an appropriate time since the band's back together and um, it's been a hot minute since we've all been around this team, that maybe it might be fun if we just took a trip down memory lane and went through some of our favorite Cowboys memories, because, you know, genuinely Dave, you're not with DallasCowboys.com anymore. Not that you're going to sit here and like divulge some crazy secrets or anything, but I feel like maybe I will. Maybe you will like maybe you will tell the people some of the real dirty details, but also I feel like at the very least, it maybe has given you a second to take a, you know, a moment and a step back and reflect and be like, oh, wow, like I spent a decade with that team. And I just think it can be kind of fun to like go through all the all the memes together. Like, oh, wow. One time Shaq walked into the locker room. Exciting. That happened. Yeah, I, I yeah. honestly, I should probably. I need to like scroll through my phone and like go through all my photos and all my old like texts and emails and stuff and like write it all down. Cause I swear, like, you I'm not, write a book. I mean, I, well, I probably could, but even still, I'm just, I'm not that good at reminiscing because it all kind of blends together and you like forget stuff. But yeah, man, it's funny you mentioned, uh, Rowan just because yeah like Rowan and I started at the Cowboys when we were like 20 whatever idiots and now he's expecting children this year multiple multiple yeah just like yeah it's it's weird it's weird to think about I can't believe yeah this would have been like 2013 was my first season so it's like the 10th anniversary of 
when I started covering the NFL, I guess, which is weird to think about. That is pretty crazy, honestly. I mean, yeah, we were kids. Like, I always say I grew up at the Cowboys. Like, I had a weird, like, college experience. Like, I didn't, I did go to SMU, but, like, I kind of went to KU, too. And so I feel like then I had a stop in Austin between. So, like, I definitely was, like, living my life, but I didn't have this, like, traditional, like, go to college, like, go to all the football games at this, like, cool big school and, like, do all these things. And so I really felt like, the Cowboys was like my college experience where I like really you just you just did all that stuff in the marketing office at Valley Ranch. <laughs> like I it was the marketing office. It was a broom closet where my office was across from Jerry Jones's office, which was fantastic. Like I literally instead of instead of frat boys, you had Charles Haley. That oh think about that. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I cut my teeth at Valley Ranch. Like it's it's so funny. And Dave and I we even drove back there during COVID um, just out to Valley Ranch. And that's weird. Like it is completely flattened. Like it is now a, I mean, I'm sure it's obviously complete now, but it's now like a neighborhood. When we were out there, it was like the the makings of a neighborhood where they had, you know, flattened everything. They were starting to build like roads and cul-de-sacs. And it was just like kind of weird. Like there is a lot of history that was there. And it's just strange to see it completely removed. But there's still like, some signs that it used to be there like there's some of the signs are still like some of the street signs still have what were the signs around the valley ranch again dave like the they were very cowboys-esque they were all named after like former players of the tom landry era like uh staubach way tony dorsett avenue like that type of thing yeah i'm just i'm just imagining i'm just imagining somebody's like you know, subdivision McMansion, like their living room is where the Cowboys locker room used to be, which is very disturbing, but also funny. I need them to put a landmark outside of the White House. Right? I know. I've been saying that forever. I want to know who lives there now. (laughs) Honestly, though, it's still there. And like, that's weird to me because I'm like, this isn't even, it literally, it's not even white. And it never was. So, like, what was the story behind that again? Like, why was it called that? I because I mean, it it's not white, like when you think of the actual White House, but it's made out of like a whitish brick. Like it it. Can I put my hand up and say why I thought it was called the White House? Go right ahead. Because of the Clinton. I was going to say is it related to Bill Clinton. Yeah, that, I mean that tracks. <laughs> That's why I thought it was I like because I was like this is not really a white house. No, because I think I'm like the the White House at Valley Ranch predated when Bill Clinton got in trouble. I believe you're probably right. Um, but I didn't find out about it till after. Well, sure. <laughs> in my head, sure. uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. It doesn't really look like a white house, but it's like a it's like a lighter shade of brick. Uh, I'm petitioning the city of Irving for a landmark. I mean, I. Honestly, I guarantee you a few dozen Cowboy fans go looking for it like every 100%. year. Um, it could be you. You could. I support I support that. Like a big brown historical landmark sign. Yeah. Like the bronze. I just On this know. site, <laughs> the 90s Cowboys got weird. Did, did <laughs> really the damn thing. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, it is. It, that would be a very interesting landmark to say the least. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't keep Valley Ranch and, like, turn it into a museum. Dude, same. I was, like, fully convinced that they were going to, like, take it and make it, like, an XFL facility or something like that. Like, you, I was like, that's what's going to happen. Like, they're going to find some way to do something, like, creative with this because that's what the Jones family does. Like, weren't those some of the rumors at some point, Dave? Yeah, I think there were a few rumors, but I don't know that any of it was ever going to materialize just because the facility's so far out of the way of all of the things that exist now. You know, like it's not close to the star. It's not close to AT&T Stadium. Um, and, and the other thing, I mean, with all due respect to a legendary facility, <laughs> it was dumb. Like, <laughs> To, like, get it up to snuff to, like, 
do something else with it, I feel like would have cost a lot of money. So I'm sure they were just like, ah, the offer we're getting to let this thing get bulldozed is just as it's let's just call it a day. Yeah. Especially since they like, I mean, they turned the star into a Cowboys museum. So that's true. That is true. They did do that. Yeah. Cause like when we were at Valley Ranch, they just had these, they had these like old warehouses out in like Irving or something. And they literally were full of Cowboys memorabilia, like game worn stuff. Like it was like crazy, like the stuff that they had. And- I th- as far as I'm, a, they, they still have that, don't they? Like that stuff still exists. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, because and uh, you know DCM Dallas Cowboys merchandising still headquarters in the DFW area. I don't know exactly where it is, but like, yeah, that's the that's the crazy thing is it's it's so much bigger than even it. Like even people who like work there are like in the know. I think it's bigger than people realize because yeah, like the Cowboys run their own merchandising arm. They've got their own whatever you want to call it factory or HQ where they make stuff and sell stuff. Like remember they used to have discount sales for things they needed to get rid of and they would invite the employees before they invited the general public. But you had to, you had to drive like across town to get there because it's this massive facility. I remember like me and Broadus went out there at like 6 a.m. one December morning because it like we were going to do all our Christmas shopping at the Cowboys discount sale. (laughs) But we had to drive, we had to drive like to the airport at like six or seven in the morning. And I was just like, I didn't even know any of this shit was here. I believe I got several beanies out of that deal. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I was probably just being snooty and was like, well, I'm dating the equipment manager, so I don't have to worry about that. That doesn't sound like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I actually was like, when I kind of came up with this topic, though, I was thinking about um, some of my favorite times. And I would have to say, like, I think one of my favorite things genuinely was Charles Haley being around the facility so much like the layout at Valley Ranch was just so it was such a shit show excuse my French but for the football side of things like they probably hated it because you it was so like broken up between like you had the front office in the front of the building and then you had like marketing and then you had like scouting and video and then you had a little bit of corporate sponsorships and some media and then you had football and then you had media again so it was like you basically had to like walk through football every day and you're like, and they were these tiny little hallways. So you're like rubbing elbows, like with Kyle Orton and my, my bestie and Tony. Romo. I was about to say the first name that came out was Kyle. Orton. Yeah, seriously. Like, oh, okay. not, any the, not any of the all pros. That <laughs> yeah, were. Troy Aikman or like- <laughs> no, but I just, I know I specifically remember this one time we were like Kyle Orton and, and Tony Romo were walking towards me. And I was like, I literally have to like, like reverse because I cannot get through the hallway with there's two humans in the hallway and that's too much. Like it was like this very like tight squeeze anyways. Um, but I always remember like just going through like back and forth through football, like all the time. And this one time I tell the story all the time because it's just like so ridiculous. Like it's just most Charles Haley thing ever, but there was a press conference happening, happening. And that would happen like right outside, which is also a funny thing right outside of like this little like drink station, it's almost like a little kitchenette. And it was this random kitchenette in the middle where people get their coffee and like their sodas and all of that. And that's where they would have Jerry Jones and, um, Je- like, Je- did I just almost say Jeff Garrett, golly, Jason Garrett, uh, do their I mean, there were a few Garrett's there at the time in there your were. defense. They were. Um, and I felt this, like there was a, there was a press conference going on and I felt this like brush, like on my leg as I was walking, like I was walking towards the press conference, not to go, but just cause I was like walking through, you had to like, literally, it was like a snake hallway. Like you had to walk through like everything to do anything. Anyways, and I like looked down and there's a Doberman running in the hallway, like towards the middle of this press conference. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like what is happening right now? And did you say you let the dogs out? No, but I <laughs> God, I just need you in my life more because like, I really need to be and just, it's, you were always on point. 
Like you would have made this so much better than me because of course I like grab the dog and I'm like walking it back. And then like Jason Garrett, like, you know, starts walking towards me, like he wraps and is finished. And I'm just like holding this Doberman in the middle of Valley Ranch's hallway. And he like looks at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, bro, I don't know. Like I have a Doberman in my hand. And of course, like it ends up being Charles Haley's dog that was just like running around. Like it was a normal thing for every once in a while to see one of his two Dobermans like running around either the facility or like the back of the facility, like in the fields. Like I, it was just like, that's just stuff that was like only at Valley Ranch. Yeah. The more I think about it, like Valley, Valley Ranch was just like, it, it is now it, it's a, it's a bygone time in the NFL, especially I'm sure there are probably still some teams that are like this, but it's not going to last much longer because you know, the NFLPA put out that player satisfaction survey last year, and you already see teams reacting to it, like Atlanta's building a new weight room and stuff like that, because, you know, there's a certain standard expected of an NFL team's facility now where, like, everybody wants their facility to look top notch and have, like, all of the best amenities. Like, if you've ever been to the Star or seen photos of it, you can picture what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like if you, you know, that, that drone fly through they did on hard knocks, like really showcases how big and expansive and impressive this all is. But like as recently as like six or seven years ago, you just had a fortune 500 football team crammed into what was basically like an under equipped elementary school. Like, (laughs) That's what Valley Ranch oh, was. I was talking to I was talking to somebody about this, Kelsey, like literally yesterday. Remember, like again, all these all these football teams now have these state of the art dining rooms where there's <laughs> like a chef, there's like a chef staff, and you know, there's seating for like 900 people. Yeah. At Valley Ranch, the team cafeteria had literal like grammar school cafeteria tables do you remember what i'm talking about yes i do we no like remember if you ever ate lunch in a cafeteria where it was like a it was a fake wooden table yeah and then the the stools were attached to the table yep yeah there were like four of those and that's all the seating they had so there was like enough seating for probably 25 people and so like demarco murray is eating his lunch as if he is in second grade and then there's only seating and these guys are huge too so like you only want like three or four guys sitting at a table so like half the team had to eat at their locker yep and then on and and then like there was no kitchen there was no kitchen staff like they literally catered lunch every day papa's bro they would just call they would call around different restaurants like some days it was papa brothers some days they would get like Jimmy Dean's barbecue. Some days they would get, um, there was a Tex-Mex restaurant down the street. So like every day of the week, they just had a different restaurant come in and cater. And the funniest part, like, again, like working at the star was amazing. Like the, one of the best perks of working there was you could just go down and eat. Like you could, you know, they serve breakfast and lunch and you could go any day and have free food at Valley ranch they would if the if the team didn't eat all of the lunch that they ordered they would make an announcement over the intercom like in elementary school (laughs) and they would be like uh attention employees uh there is leftover food in the commissary if if you're hungry or if you haven't eaten feel free and you would just see and there's so many windows at valley ranch like it, it, it was a very like modern design where there was just like half the walls were windows a glass house if you will and you could like look across the way and just see like this surge of people like running to the back to get <laughs> leftover papa's brothers and then we would have to go and wait in line and so you're like waiting in line to be served leftover lunch and like, you know, Orlando Scandrick is just like side-eyeing you. Like, why the hell are you in the locker room? What are you doing here? And I'm just like, free food, bro. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> it's Not so Orlando Scandrick. Or, I mean, like, it's just an example. I'm trying to think of like, like when I think of Valley Ranch, I think of DeMarco, Dez. They had their lockers near each other. Uh, Scandrick, Jason Hatcher. Marcus Ware. Uh, see, I was only there for a year with Ware, 
Oh, because uh, they they cut him after the thirteen season. I mean, he was definitely there, but like, and he was like, you know, Demarcus Ware, Jason Witten, Tony Romo, like those dudes are such a big deal that it takes like it takes time to try to like get an in with a guy like that. So, like by the time Demarcus Ware got cut, like he'd had I I, I don't think I'd ever met him before by that point in time. Yeah. Ironically, yeah, like. I got to know him years later when he started coming around the star and I was like, yeah, I actually covered you for a year, but I was a 24 year old dipshit and just kind of tried to stay out of your way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, like I remember walking down the hallways and like, there's also racquetball courts, which like, like on your way, like again, like just imagine this, like really, if you haven't been there before, like really long and like windy hallway that's, it's just floor to ceiling glass and then like this like weird old turquoise carpet and you know you're like walking down just to get to your office and then there's random like on the way in between the hallway and then the actual like locker room which the locker room by the way really wasn't a locker room anyways i'll I'll, we'll talk about that in a second but yeah the locker room was just the world's largest cubicle that's all it was it literally it was made of cubicle material like you guys imagine yeah imagine a a room uh, just a big low-lying office room like the type of like like a call center like where cell like where people it people answer phone calls just imagine that but instead of like hundreds of desks they just set up cubicle partitions that took up about 80 feet of space and then they just put all the lockers in there that's what like you'll just you will never see an NFL team have such a shitty facility ever again. I mean, again, no disrespect because at one point in time, Valley Ranch was like state of the art. But by by the 2000s, uh, that's just not that's not getting the job done. It was vintage. Yeah, for real. It was super vintage. I mean, it's just oh, fun. but yeah, the and the racket. I mean, it's funny. Like I people definitely used to play racquetball. But my main memory of the racquetball courts is that we used it as shelter during storm warnings because <laughs> it was in the it was in the middle of the building and it had like concrete walls so you could play racquetball. And yeah. like whenever there was bad weather in the area, they would be like, if necessary, head to the racquetball courts for shelter. I rem- We had a I think a tornado hit Dallas like the second or third week that I worked for the Cowboys and like, I grew up in Louisiana. I didn't know anything about tornadoes and everybody was like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go hunker in the racquetball court if there's a storm. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Is this normal? Is this real life? This is just something that y'all do. Do you remember the earthquakes? Yeah. There were always earthquakes in Valley Ridge, like always, which was such a weird thing. That was because of fracking. Um, I remember this is this is a real see, this is what I'm talking about. Like these are the type of stories that I forget about until something triggers them. But um I remember actually sorry, cover your ears, everyone. But the week of the Des Cauda game, like the the playoff game in Green uh, Bay 2014. Audible. Cry. <laughs> I'll never forget. Um we did, you know, they often will make an opposing player available to the local media. So like the Dallas media talks to Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay media talks to Tony Romo. And so they put uh, Aaron Rodgers on a conference call with us in that PR library. And so like everybody that covers the team is sitting around listening to the call and like mid mid answer, like Aaron Rodgers is in the middle of an a- of answering a question when an earthquake hits and the whole the whole PR library basically it just bounced one time like it didn't last long like it just the ceiling tiles jumped up and fell back down and the table kind of like bumped sideways and everybody freaked the hell out and i remember uh david moore who's covered the cowboys since like 1988 like he's been doing it forever wonderful man he just very calmly looks around at everybody and just he's just like mouths the word earthquake like just calm as you could be and i was like okay david like i'm sorry i'm not used to this man like 
Uh, and and Aaron Rodgers, meanwhile, is just still going on, like having no idea that we just experienced an earthquake. <laughs> hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's so it, it 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 literally it happened like decently frequently out there. Like I remember it kind of not like every week, but like I mean it was every couple of months I felt like that there was some kind of something that happened. Yeah, I definitely I remember experiencing like four or five of those while we were at Valley Ranch. Yeah. God, that's so nuts. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. What Maggie? I was just gonna say I used to feel them out in my apartment in Dallas, but they were so small. The really? memes that came from that those times were the best, though. Oh yeah, were there? It was like one thing knocked over, and we were like, "We will rebuild." Yeah. <laughs> Mark yourself safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was crazy. I'm trying to think of like I remember. Um, I don't know, just like some of the crazy things that we would see like where we'd be able to just be like walking out of the facility and like out at practice. And like, I always remember like watching Des doing his like catching behind the back. Like that was crazy. Um, I feel like training camp used to be a lot more like chill where the guys would play basketball all the time. I don't even know if they do that anymore. I mean, I haven't been in training camp in a hot minute, but like it was like, mm, no, they don't. Yeah. Like Des and Romo Bring back and basketball. Yeah, and Beasley would all be playing basketball, and that was like a thing at night occasionally that they would just get like caught up and like start doing dunk contests. Which, of course, like as you know, a coach, I'm sure you walk by and you're like mortified, like, oh my god, if my freaking like star wide receiver like breaks his leg playing basketball on the side for fun, like that would just be not a great thing. Training camp has definitely got okay. Now we just sound like old people reminiscing we about really are. better days, <laughs> which I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to go as far as to say it was better. I don't know if it was better, but like, yeah, training camp just used to have a more, um, what's the word I want to use? It just felt no offense. Cause you used to run it, Kelsey, but it just felt more, <laughs> it was more of a shit show. It was. it was just, it was, it was a lot less official. And, and again, like, there's so much money involved now where like every little thing is sponsored and COVID was a big part of it too, because they had to separate things to even have a training camp and stuff like that, that, but it definitely, it feels, it feels a little more sanitized than it used to be, uh, which honestly is probably a good thing. Cause it probably keeps a lot of people out of trouble. <laughs> it really was though. Like it was just, it was like, I'm telling you, like when I say that training or when the Cowboys were like my college experience, like that is a hundred percent accurate because like training camp was a big part of that too. Like it was just very, I don't even know. Like it was like, we would go and work these like 12 hour days and then we would turn around and go out to like the local bars or you, know, you did that. Yeah. I, I still to this day don't understand how some of y'all did that oh my god like and then i'd be like begging the training staff for an iv in the morning and i'm like i know you can do it i know you know how like please <laughs> I, you're I, like i, I see it. you do it for players all the time yeah i'm like literally like dear god please help a girl out <laughs> kelsey's like i'm not a player i just crush a lot 
Hey-oh. Hey-oh. But Meg got to come out to training camp a bunch. Like, that's where I feel like we, like... I had great times at training camp. I feel like that's, like, where we, you and I started to, like, actually hang out even more, which was really fun. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> If I if Kelsey wasn't there, I would never have met Chris Harrison. If you think about it, <laughs> that's so true. Like I, I get these like celebrity requests all the time, and I was like, this is just so nuts. Like Chris Harrison, um, but then he was there, and Meg, obviously being this reality TV queen she is, I was like, yeah, he's here. Like, would you want to meet him or something? And she's like, well, yeah. And we just like walk up and like take his take a photo, and he was like super nice. I mean. He was great, wasn't he, Meg? Oh, my gosh. He was so nice. Me and Hannah were, like, so unwell. We were like, oh, my God. Like, we love you so much. And he was like, thanks, guys. Keep watching The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Staying true to character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember that, like, douchey photo I got of myself with him at Charlotte Jones's house because she had, like, a book release party for him. And I went and I, like, held a rose and stood next to him, like, like lame <laughs> uh lame but iconic at the same time but great content for when there was a crazy kelsey on the show like just saying it came in clutch years later i love a crossover there's there's always random people that were out there yeah always Big I mean, facts. like i think one of my favorites there was i think we had like jamie fox chris bosh uh chris young which by the way I saw Chris Young last week and he recognized me from training camp, like straight up. And also our show, Dave, like, wait, really? Yeah. Like I literally saw him last week in person. Um, My boyfriend Ian was playing a show and Chris was there too playing. And like, he like looks at me and he's like, I recognize you. And I was like, yeah, actually we met a couple of times and he was like, oh my God, like, blah, blah, blah. Like it like, just was like, we got to weed up and watch Cowboys games. It, It was just so funny. Like that. He's just so normal and remembered, but that was like a, a Cowboys training camp introduction like 10 years ago. And, uh, and that, that re- like that, that meant that, like Matt, that meant a lot to you, didn't it? Honestly, being recognized as a peasant by someone who's like pretty epic, I appreciate real humanization in a such a like shallow culture so yes <laughs> which uh which country music star did you help shop uh shop he's which... like i don't know which ones there's so many didn't or was it was it a country music star or somebody else you like were a shopper for somebody when at your job at, like way back in the day oh i used to work with uh i used to work with um the undertaker and Shut then up. I- yeah, I worked with The Undertaker, and then I also worked with... Have Rand- you told Tyler that? I don't think so. Speaking <laughs> speaking of people who showed up at Valley Ranch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, that's... I, like, his name... Um, His name is... What's his name? Chris? And he, I remember he, like, walked into to Nordstrom back in Austin, like, when I was 19, so 80 million years ago. And his eye was, like, all red and bloody. And, like, and I was like... I was like, what happened? And he was like... Oh, I broke my eye socket at work. And I was like, okay. Good, Good. work. Yeah. Yeah. But I also used to work with Randy Rogers uh, as well. So that's that, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Because that was a fun one. He came on our show and I was like, yeah, I used to work with you back in the day, like at Nordstrom. And like, I had no idea who you were. And I just was like a rookie and moved from Kansas and, you know, low key, like unintentionally was disrespectful because I just was like asking you what you did. And I thought it was a funny story. And he just like looked at me like blankly. And I was like, okay, not funny at all. <laughs> and, He's a big boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we really, we made some, we made some, I don't know how many people watched them, but we made some quality episodes of COVID TV. We really did. Honestly, like congrats to us for that. While you were in the other room from each other. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's TV magic, baby. It was. It, I just remember going to Kelsey's apartment after you guys were like any time of the day, but like all this setup was still there. Like the big light things. Oh yeah. We're just, you know, drinking in the kitchen and I'm just like, should we like record something right now? What a, what a fever dream. It was a fever dream. That really was. He convinced me that was real. I also still have that chair from my, from the set sitting in my living room and I love it. Sure. Sure you do. 
That's thank you, Jerry Jones, for the $50 chair that I'm not giving back. I greatly appreciate it. I don't think he needs it. I still have my, uh, I mean, that chair is actually nice, but I still have my awful, uh, disgusting office chair from my desk at Valley Ranch. Cause it get like, that was weird too. Like when we, when, when they closed it down, it felt like, a. It was like everything must go. It was like anything that wasn't bolted to the floor. They were like, sure, you want to take your desk or take your chair? Freaking take your chair. Nobody cares. Like this is all getting bulldozed in like three weeks. So uh and like really and yeah, your like, chairs from? What's that? Not really where your chair's from at home. Like my my swivel chair, yeah. That's hilarious. I had no idea. It's honestly the most comfortable office chair I've ever sat in. And like when I realized we were leaving and I and I was like, I think I was even dumb enough to ask. I was like, can I take this to the new place? And they were like, um, no, like we're moving into we're moving into a state of the art building. You can't take that shitty woolen hair covered office chair. Absolutely not. Oh, uh, take it home. Yeah. And I've had it ever since. Um, that's actually really funny. You guys like this chair. I love you, Dave, but this chair is like, like, it's, it's just like that gray marled old, like old office chair. And there's, yeah, it's like the, it's, it's the epitome of like an office chair from the eighties. And like, you look at it and you're like, Ooh, the person who sat in this smoked a pack a day, probably like that type of deal. And just like, there's like decades of farts in in it. Like it's like nasty. (laughs) Many of them mine. (laughs) <laughs> and then you'll like see these photos of dave like this is like also the chair where we were pretty sure it was like broken all the time because he would lean so far back in it and we're like you're going to fall and like i'm pretty sure you did decently regularly i fell on a pretty regular basis yeah <laughs> and he's you like push the limits you know he's like this chair is my chair and i'm leaving with it yeah absolutely i think like the two big things i did at valley ranch i took my chair and I took a photo in Dez's locker and actually I'm mad. Like I'm sure it exists somewhere. I don't, I don't think I lost it, but I don't know where it is anymore. Uh, I have Dez's nameplate from his locker at Valley Ranch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's way cooler. That's so much cooler than like, you know, at the, at the Happy Hills farm luncheon that they do before the season, which I guess they don't do it anymore. Now they're doing like the award show or whatever. Yeah. But they took, they, you know, they, every player has a nameplate. And one year I was like, I'm going to steal one of these. Like it would be a cool thing to like have in my living room. Yeah. And obviously you want a cool one, but a hundred other people have the same idea. So like within a minute of the show ending, like, Dak's nameplate is gone. Whoever else, like, you know, yeah, Dez or Zeke, whatever. So who did I wind up with? I have a Cooper Rush nameplate in my living room. To this day. (laughs) To this day, which, which, like, I mean, it's cooler than it used to be. You know, he stepped in and saved the season, man. It's true. That's a moment. We love that little redheaded devil. Yeah. No, I was back home with my mom at my mom's house. And I saw it and I was like, oh God, I forgot I have this. Like, because like what they used to do, like, again, like everything was like, so kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like archaic kind of, but also like, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they would, when you made a pro bowl, they would take like this, like 3d sticker and like, put it on next to your name on your nameplate. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just like, here's your sticker. Congratulations on the pro bowl. Right? Yeah, that's that's a really great illustration. Like, yeah, at the star now, it's a whole fancy thing where like each locker has a backlit nameplate. So like even if the lights are off, you can read the names. And if you make a Pro Bowl, they take your nameplate out and they go and like laser etch a star with the year you made the Pro Bowl. It all looks very cool and very official and very awesome. And back at Valley Ranch, they just unscrewed your nameplate with a screwdriver and put a sticker on it. <laughs> oh, good. And so I have like, it has like the Pro Bowl stickers and like whatever else. Like, it's just so. Uh, yeah, bro. You should put that in a place of honor. 
Yeah. Oh, I will. It's, that's Do you why still I have that like um, t giant antique entertainment center, alleged, whatever you oh, were yeah. using? It? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Is it not in there? It should well, be. Everything, I cleared it out because it's in storage right now, but I will put it in there when oh, I. That, was that not allowed in the house? Well, I don't have any, but most of my things right now. So I still need to like, you know, get all my stuff. Like that's the thing that needs to happen. God. Well, at least you don't have to move that thing again. <laughs> Few phrases more terrifying in the English language than all of Kelsey's stuff. It's literally like one of the benefits of being my friend is actually being subjected to terrible things. Like the scary text message was like, hey, could you help me move something really quick? I'll buy you lunch. Yeah. Awful. Never. It's never real quick. Never. <laughs> and the, let me just make sure like we provide the appropriate color commentary. What actually happened was I bought like an eight foot long antique uh, glass storefront counter that I had to pull up through a enclosed um, enclosed garage at an apartment complex. And the bottom of it was actually falling apart as well. And so I can't drive a trailer. So we had to have David Collins, our friend, drive the trailer up. Then Jeff, I mean, literally like six of our friends, like all the guys had to come over. Dave yeah. and Jeff and all, and like everyone Wes. included. Wes. Yeah, we were late. We were late to the pool. Oh, God. I yeah. was, we were in the pool. Me I was and like, Aaron were just crushing claws at the pool waiting for you. And <laughs> I Wait, was like, uh, <laughs> do you still have that thing? Yeah. I zoned out for a minute. I'm sorry. How dare you? That's so gross, dude. Yeah. And, and like, we had to like. You had, you had six different men questioning whether your friendship was worth it. And we had to take like, off the door to my apartment. You keep, you keep saying and we. you moved it from one apartment to another that didn't have an enclosed garage. And I'm very shook by that. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't. She had movers for that. I was gonna say, I all she I was know. Like, I can't ask them again. <laughs> when it when it was oh well, she could have. When it was over, we were all like, never again. Like we'll probably never Did do we, you a favor after this. Did she get bread zeppelin after that. I think that's what Wes got. I think I just I, remember. I think I sent like wings to the pool. I also didn't even go to the pool. Like, yeah, well, that's not surprising either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She did. She sent a bunch of food to the pool. <laughs> I, I got to partake in it and I did nothing. So. Uh, well, what was funny too is I accidentally put that on my corporate credit card, which was even better. And I had to explain to my boss, like, hey, super sorry, Toyota. Did not mean to charge $100 of wings to my corporate credit card. But uh, she'd be like, These, they all drive Toyotas. So it's fine. I'm like, <laughs> if Pete and Q, like, it's totally fine. Like, for the corporate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I do want to um ask you guys you know if you just have like one like final little memory of of some of your favorites because i feel like we could talk forever and ever and ever and i do want to do that um i feel like we can do this again just because it's fun and we can fill time and you guys could even just like send us topics and we'll just bribe dave by not bribing him and forcing him to come back on the show at some point but um i dave literally have him captive in a basement right now that she's not exaggerating that's wow. true that is actually a very good depiction of our friendships. Like we, <laughs> we're so good to each other, but we're like, you have no choice. You, you're stuck. Yeah, we'll do this, and you will like it. You will enjoy. So, favorite Cowboys memory, or just like one of your ones that comes to mind when you just like look back and you're like, Man, like what a ride thus far. Or one that makes you laugh. Yeah. Same with uh, you. I mean, like I said, like it's tough. It's tough to be on the spot because I mean, I, literally, yeah. Like, growing up doesn't do it justice. I mean, I'm 34, and I literally worked for the Cowboys for a decade. So, like, I spent a third of my life. I spent so much time in that building. <laughs> um, but I mean, I I use this like you know I, of course, because in the modern era, like you have to announce everything on social media. Like when I, when I quit, I used it on purpose. Just, I don't know. I just, it, it just kind of, it amuses me and kind of blows my mind. And I just think it's interesting. But um, when the, when the rookies, which this goes back to what we were talking about with Valley Ranch, when the rookies report, it used to be 
a way bigger or it used to be more of a shit show than it is now. Like now they've got it all down to a science, but like the rookies show up after they get drafted and they get fitted for their equipment and they get their photos taken and there's just 90 million things going on. And they used to let us interview them. It was like a perk of working for the team is like, okay, well, like while they're between photos, like while they're between photo shoots or when they're walking between stations, you get a chance to interview them. But that was 2016. And, uh, uh, you know, Zeke was obvious, like Zeke was the big deal of that draft class. And Jalen Smith was a big deal because of his story with his injury. And even like Rico gathers, uh, was a, like a, a big, big deal because he played basketball and, I'm mm-hmm. rambling, but like Dak, Dak Prescott was like the least, he was an afterthought in everybody's mind. And, uh, and like, so we got, we spent as much time with him as we wanted to basically. And like that just, that's one of those things where you're like, man, I had no idea what was hap- what was going to happen. And I, I think about that a lot just because that was one of the only times. Cause I mean, Dak was the starter by week one of that season. And even when Romo got hurt at training camp, it put a big spotlight on him. But like for two months in 2016, Dak was just like <laughs> a fourth, a fourth round pick who was like learning about the NFL and like nobody really gave a shit about him. And it's just interesting to think about personally. So, for- Meg, what about you? Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to tell the does caught it story again. <laughs> Because it makes me cry. Um, <laughs> I'll just say, like, it amused me greatly going to Christmas parties with you guys. Oh, God, we didn't even and, touch on those. Um, yeah, I, that's, not, a, whole, not, that's a separate gonna, podcast. Detailed, but I just, it was always funny because I would go with Dave and, like, like Jerry and, like, Jason Garrett and all those guys, like, all the big people would act like they knew who I was because they're like they're like well if they're here they're you know yeah I might probably know them or whatever so they would just act like they knew who you were and you're just like this is kind of cool and also Post Malone I was just gonna say I was like man I gotta put throw the Post Malone one out there because literally so Meg that was a great one. That's another like didn't know he was going to be massive kind kind of thing. Had yeah, no clue. Post Post Malone playing White Iverson, and maybe twenty people in the audience knowing who he was. Yeah, uh, I knew who it was because well, you could have been one of the twenty. I didn't say that you weren't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like you and I were like one of the only people that were up like dancing over <laughs> like oh, yeah. Well, he started playing. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then he did White Iverson. And I was like, oh, that dude's song is popular on the internet right now. Yeah. And then I was like, what the hell is he doing here? And somebody was like, his dad works for the Cowboys. Yeah. And now he is post-freaking Malone. Yeah, now he sells out, like, stadiums. So it's kind of tight. It was nuts. I, I remember, like... I worked with his dad, Rich Post, when I went to the stadium and worked there for a little bit. And he was like so nice, but like super intense too. But I don't know, for whatever reason, like I do well with those types of like kind of cranky, like, but also like really genuine types that once you win them over, they're like just your favorite. So Um, Dave? Yeah, literally that. And so that was what his dad was like, at least in my experience. And he was just, he's a person. Okay, this is weird. I like, I just I went back to my Instagram because I wanted to look at the photo and like remind myself what Valley Ranch looked like. Uh, today is the one year anniversary of the day I left, which is that's what? weird. That's pretty eerie timing. Hey, that is eerie. Um, yeah. So good, good call. This was a this was a timely topic, Kelsey. Welcome, everyone. You're welcome. All right, guys. Well, I'll stop stealing um, my famous friend's time and let them go um, back to baseballing and uh, go tigering. So um, <laughs> make sure you are, please, subscribed to the Blog and the Voice podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, come hang out with us on the interwebs. Dave, uh, tell the good people where to find you first, please, because you know you're just doing all the great things these days. 
Well, for for the time being, I'm kind of laying low. But I mean, you, you can find me on Twitter. I refuse, like, I refuse to believe. Uh, if they're listening to y'all, they probably know me. But I'm on. You can find me on Twitter. First of all, I I'm just I'm sorry. You're right. Did, did I lie? No, you didn't lie. Uh, yeah, David Hellman underscore on Twitter, FoxSports.com. You know, maybe look for me on FS1 at some point in the future. You never know. You never, you never know. And Bless. neither do I for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I am less entertaining, but I swear still a decent follow. I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles and Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter for oh. some uh, background Go Tigers content. God. Okay. Well, that's actually, this is bad because I always, we always end the show with like a, a, a really important saying, and I'm going to still do that. Tigers are real and they're going to win the world series. Birds are not. Birds are not real. So that's actually how we're going to close it out today. How Dallas about- forever, Philly for never, Baton Rouge also forever. The end. Gang, gang. Bye, guys. Bye.